Hi, Mountaineers. Welcome back to Read Talk. I'm your host, Whitney Godwin, and today we're going to talk a little bit about freelancing for sports media. We're going to be talking with an industry professional um, and with a student. So Shaq and Alex, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hanging in there. I'm good. How are you, Whitney? I wanted to kind of talk with you guys today a little bit about the freelance world. And so I think it would be good to start with um, maybe just a brief introduction of yourself, who you are, how you got started in sports media and freelancing. Um, So Shaq, why don't we start with you? Sure. My name is Aaron Shackelford. Uh, Everybody knows me uh, as my partial last name, Shaq. I look nothing like the basketball player. Um, (laughs) But uh, anyway, I started in freelancing around 1999. Um, It was actually, the way I got into it was I was working at uh, public broadcasting in Morgantown. And um, I was working part-time there. And my boss at the time walked into the control room where I was working at. And he asked me, he said, what are you doing this weekend? And I said, well, I don't know, probably not a whole lot. And he said why don't you come out and um, work a football game with me? And I said, really? And he said, yes. And uh, I said, doing what? And he said, well, you'll see when you get there. And um, I walked in and WVU was playing, I want to say it was Virginia Tech maybe at that point. Um, But uh, they were playing a football game and this was before ESPN and Fox and all that. It was actually being produced by WVU with the now defunct Mountaineer Sports Network, um, and uh, he was in the replay uh, department doing uh, instant replays for the broadcast, um, and it was him and another person, and uh, I was uh, just sitting there watching them in amazement uh, about what was going on. Um, he then asked me about um, later on after the game, he asked me if I was interested and I said, yeah, absolutely. And, um, he basically went to some of the people at the Mountaineer Sports Network at that time. And I volunteered actually my time for, um, about six months. He, um, showed me the ropes and everything. And I started working. My first gig that I ever got paid for was the, um, West Virginia State High School girls basketball tournament in Charleston. And um, I was pretty good, and I basically have made a career at it uh, in the um, field of replay uh, ever since. All three of us have done replay here. And so have you ever have you ever thought about trying out a different department or transitioning out of the department, or are you pretty married to replay? So in my career, basically, I have done other things. Uh, One of the things about working at my full-time job now is because we are such a small shop, um, I have to know a little bit about everything. About the only thing that I don't know a lot about is graphics, and that's because I don't spell very well. (laughs) But but, um, everything else, pretty much, I can do but one of the things I, I i stick to what i know best which is replay i've done quite a bit on the audio side as well um and i like i like doing it but there is a lot more involved and a lot more training that i would have to get to uh to actually do that as a an actual full-time freelancer i would rather 
I'd rather stick to what I'm what I'm good at, mm -hmm. uh, which is basically uh, the replay department right now. Yeah, and you you mentioned you know that things have changed a little bit. You know, when you first started, you know things like ESPN uh, weren't a thing. So how have you how have you seen it change over the years? Um, and what has that looked like for you? Easily, the biggest the biggest thing is the technology. And um, when I first started, we ran these um, gigantic machines that would only record one camera and it would only record it if you hit the play and record button, kind of like your, your VHS machine that you would mm -hmm. have or something like that. Uh, but they were on these gigantic reel-to-reel uh, -reel machines that were very labor-intensive, um, not only physically but also mentally. Um, and they, you know, they, now the technology is, is just so much different. We have access to a lot more things. We are, are responsible for a lot more things. We're responsible for a lot more cameras, a lot more angles, mm -hmm. a lot more. We're basically producers now, mm -hmm. whereas before we were strictly technicians. And that's, I would say, the biggest thing. We're, we're literally content producers now mm -hmm. not just technicians in fact the technician part of it from the replay perspective really has gone out the window you aren't you are not a technician that much uh, mm -hmm. you're more of a content producer uh so alex you're a current student but you've been working in sports media for a while now um why don't you introduce us to yourself a little bit and tell us about how you got your start yeah so my name is alex balog i'm currently a second semester senior in the Reed college of media um, coming into WVU my freshman year, I already had a connection lined up with the athletic department. I know I wanted to be involved in sports media, but I, I didn't know how. Um, thankfully, I ended up getting connected to my boss now, Chris Austin, with Mountaineer Athletic Video Productions. Um, and he kind of helped bring me into the WVU video board side of things, um, which helped me definitely get my start in the sports broadcasting world. And then as the years went on with internships and other experiences, um, I just kind of grew and Shaq helps out with that as well. So he's actually kind of one of the, the big people who helped me transition into the freelance world. Um, definitely encouraging me, giving me opportunities that I think would not have existed without him and especially trained me throughout the years and giving me all the, uh, the help that I need. Um, but it's definitely, um, it's def could definitely be a little bit challenging for students, but I, I highly encourage it because as I graduate, all this freelance experience I have, it, is a large part of me gaining the job that I got, um, which I'll be starting this summer. So I definitely encourage students to freelance when you can. Yeah, you were talking, you mentioned some challenges of freelancing, and I've, I've experienced those, and I'm sure Shaq has too, and I'm, I would love for him to weigh in here too. But what are some of those challenges for you, Alex, or what have they been? Um, and then maybe also talk a little bit about some of the rewarding sides of that too. Yeah, so some of the challenges that I think would be uh, are probably the hours because as a student, you're not really sure what the hours in this industry are going to be like. The hours for video mm -hmm. board are definitely going to be different than the hours for a broadcast production would be um, freelancing. That is so adjusting to the hours, I think would be the biggest thing waking up at, you know, four thirty-five in the morning to get to the truck and be ready to go at six in the morning. That might sound crazy to some people, but if you want to do this and you're passionate about it, that's what you got to do you have to realize that you're going to have to be able to give up some Friday nights, some Saturday nights, that those aren't going to be as important mm -hmm. to you down the road as 
waking up early and going to work the uh, the next morning. Um, but the rewards are definitely high, though. That's that's the thing about freelancing. Yeah, you might have to be there early in the morning. You might have long days, but it's still a very rewarding process. I think one of the coolest things is when you have friends or family members that are watching the game and they're saying, oh, did you see this happen? And and you get to say, yeah, actually, I did because that was me. Um, <laughs> because growing up, I've always watched ESPN and been heavily involved in watching sports and being able to see um, – and be able to run this stuff and operate kind of uh, everything I've been watching growing up and be able to do it myself and realize, oh, wow, this is actually like on ESPN, on TV. Like I'm doing TV sports right now. Like that's that's a pretty cool, rewarding thing. And sports in general, if there's a, you know, sports aren't scripted, so you never know what's going to happen. So if there's a, you know, a fight that breaks out or there's a record that happens, a historic moment, you get to be there for that. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I did see it. I saw it from eight different angles. So yes, <laughs> exactly. All, all at the same time. Yeah, Shaq, do you have anything that you want to add to that as far as challenges or um, rewards that you've kind of seen over the years? The challenges for me personally, I would say, is balance. Mm -hmm. And that is um, when you're freelancing and when you're working in sports, especially and you know this could be freelancing or this could be um you know anything else you may decide to do as far as sports goes and that is you know it's it's a balance as far as weighing between your personal life between your professional life and any other um things that may be a part of your life at that at that particular point um you know because of the hours because of the uh weird schedule because of um everything else that's involved, travel, um, and all of that, you really have to find that balance in life. And that can be a gigantic challenge for a lot mm -hmm. of people. And a lot of people can't, can't do that. Um, mm -hmm. and something gets neglected, either it's, you know, the job or the personal life or, or whatever, you know, that, that is, to me, that's the biggest challenge mm -hmm. uh, of being a freelancer. Um, the hours I can easily do and, you know, the job I can easily do, but the challenges really to me are personal and it's, it's, that's what, that's what is very difficult. Now the rewards on the flip side of that, the rewards, obviously, you know, we could talk about the financial. I'm not going to go into the exact financial because it's, uh, it's, it varies from different job to different job and from different city to different city. Mm -hmm. um, it is a very, it is a very good and very um, lucrative job um, with um, a lot of perks and a lot of benefits. Um, you know, me personally, I've got to see a lot of the country. I've been to, I think my last count was uh, 41 of the 50 states, you know. So, I mean, I've been all over the place um, doing things, and that's a big reward. I would say... The biggest reward more than anything else to me is the friendships that I've gained, just the relationships that I have um, been fortunate to be a part of uh, in this. There's a there's a camaraderie that happens when you freelance, um, mm -hmm. and that is, you know, you're sort of going into battle, you know, mm -hmm. with a group of people that you have to rely on in order to get the job done. And, you know, obviously there isn't there isn't the high level of stress like going into an actual battle, but 
you still feel like you've been in the trenches with these people. You've gained such a um, a high trust of each other. Um, yeah. A really good, really good example of that is when I did travel. Um, I made some really good friends that I still hear from every single week, regardless mm -hmm. of the fact that we haven't worked together for four years now. You know, so yeah, those are relationships that I will have till you know till the day I till the day I die. Um, and I'm really fortunate also to have good relationships with, uh, with people that I have trained with students and everything. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the two people on this podcast I'm talking to right now, I, I consider you friends more than I do coworkers because mm -hmm. you guys have become my friends. And to me, that is the, that is the most rewarding thing is the friendships that you will gain, uh, from freelancing. That to me is more important than any more important than any paycheck that I will ever get. Now, I will say the paycheck's nice, <laughs> but the, the things that I will always remember is I will always remember the friendships and, and the relationships that I've gained from them. So that's, that to me is what's important. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I think my, my best friends have come through this industry um, and through freelancing. And it was kind of, for me, I, I fell into it, you know, on accident a little bit. Um, you know, somebody that we work with and, and my best friend, Eva, she was like, Hey, you should come work, uh, in sports with me. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I fell into that. And then I actually, I fell into replay on accident too. Um, thanks to Shaq. <laughs> um, and so I think that, you know, my story is a little different. It's not something I, I knew I wanted to do, but it was something that I knew I loved sports and much like Alex, um, kind of knew that I always wanted to be a part of it in a different way. And now that I am, it's really cool to be in that position and know that you are a part of it and know that the things you're doing are things that people are seeing on TV and things that you were watching not so many years ago. Um, and then just the people, there is just a different type of person that works um, in sports media. And you're right, it's a lot of long hours and it's a lot of time together. And it's a really cool way to get to know other people um, and to be with other people. And so I think that I can resonate with that as well. Um, the other thing too, I think is we all have a, a favorite gamer experience. And I know we all probably have several as many events as we've worked. Um, but do you guys have a favorite? And if so, why is that your favorite? Or do you have one that stands out? It doesn't have to be a favorite. And why does that stand out to you? So this year I started to get into working ESPN uh, college basketball. Um, I did in the past at WVU for the video board shows, um, but this is the first season that I got into it with ESPN and Fox. Um, I'd say mm -hmm. not one specific game stands out to me, but the, I remember the big thing while you're watching on TV growing up, the biggest thing, one of the coolest things to me personally is when you go to break and you see the replay, the slow motion, you know, guy hits a three-pointer, turns around and looks back at the camera. He slam dunks and stares in the camera, and then it slow-mos in a break. Um, I thought that's always been mm -hmm. one of the coolest things um, from a production standpoint. And being able to do that myself, having some of those low cameras um, on my replay machine, being able to do that and roll that out, roll it out to commercial myself, I thought that was a pretty cool thing and kind of a, all right, look how far I've kind of come moment. The one thing I will... I will say is I think the most gratifying thing that I do every year is work the NCAA lacrosse championship. And mm -hmm. that is something to me that I sort of fell into because I, 
knew the producer and he asked me to come out one year and I said sure and then I've this is the first year I've missed it in 10 years now um, mm -hmm. and I it's something that I look forward to every single year um, to do and the whole reason why is because working at a NCAA championship even if it is a um, not necessarily a major sport like you know football or basketball or even baseball um, to see the elation on the athlete's face to see the emotion of you know the person that has just cost their team a, a championship to see the parents uh, to see the fans of the winning team to see the emotion of it all to to do that that's pretty that's pretty powerful and it's 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 very memorable to me because I can remember all of those faces that you see because it's pure emotion it's pure joy it's pure sorrow um, and I'm seeing it from multiple different angles happening all at the same time some things that the public never has saw before and never will see because mm -hmm. it never made air but I remember seeing that right in front of me yeah those are those are really great points I think it is hard to to find a, a favorite game you guys know my favorite thing to do is quote unquote ruin the fan experience um but that's one of my favorite things is to hear people react and see people react but Shaq, you're right. There's a lot of things that, that we clip, that we save, that we keep, that nobody ever sees um, that really help tell the story, too. And you mentioned this earlier, but that kind of goes into the we're content creators. Um, that's all content people can use later if they want. And some of it will still never see the light of day. But I remember a lot of things that we don't end up, you know, showing live or um, that don't make air or broadcast to yeah. And so, yeah, some we can talk about and some we can't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first time I worked a freelance um, job for television outside of WVU Video Board, um, I was terrified. Shaq was there. Um, and I'm really thankful for how much he helped me. But um, I remember just being so fearful that I was going to mess up. And um, the director for that day, uh, Roger, he actually told me, like, you will mess up and it's going to be fine. Um, and so that was really freeing for me. So what advice do you guys have for somebody who's interested in working in sports television in general? Um, also freelancing, but primarily just working in sports in general. And Alex, maybe you can speak from the, the student perspective, um, you know, as you're getting ready to transition into a professional career. But any advice either of you guys have? Yeah. So from a student perspective, you can't have long days. You can't have long weekends. Um, you might not be able to go and get the true college kid experience that you see on TV or in the movies. Um, but if this is what you want to do, you have to be okay with that. You have to be dedicated to this because mm -hmm. this isn't an industry well, where you go, well, maybe I'll work once a week and maybe I won't work again for two weeks. This is an industry where everybody knows everybody. So if you put in the hard work, mm -hmm. everybody is going to know that. If you don't put in the hard work, same thing. Even more people might know that. Uh, my dad had a saying growing up, because he's owned his own business for as long as I can remember, he said, if you do a good job, they might tell one or two people, maybe. If you do a bad job, the customer might go and tell everybody they know. 
So you always want to put in mm -hmm. your most effort. You always want to put in your hardest effort um, because you never know who you're going to know, who you're going to need to, need to know in the future, that is. Um, I've been, I think in mm -hmm. every single location I've been, every single internship, job interview, someone has known someone that I have worked with. Um, whether it is from my internship with the Nationals in D.C., whether it's my job now, whether it's with my internship with the Akron Rubber Ducks in Akron, Ohio, um, everybody knows everybody in this industry, so always put your best effort forward. I know it sounds cheesy, and you, you've probably heard it from other people in under industries as well, but I cannot stress that enough is make connections and keep putting your best effort forward. Yeah, I think um, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as um... – as far as that goes, I, I definitely remember more of the bad people that I've worked with more than I have the good people, <laughs> to say the least. Um, you, you definitely remember those um, right off the bat, and that's no matter what department you're in, I think you, you definitely do that. I would say the only thing to expand on that, um, and that is really good advice, um, would be to be confident in your abilities but also humble uh, mm -hmm. if you if you are terrified then you're probably going to make more mistakes than if you're not because you're overthinking it so you have to be mm -hmm. very confident in your abilities once you understand the job and everything nobody's going to expect you to walk in the first time you see a replay device or a camera or anything like that and be you know, Mr. Replay, and they're not going to, mm -hmm. they're not going to expect that at all. But once you get the hang of it, be confident in your abilities, know what you can and cannot do, know what you need to learn and everything, but also be humble. One of the things that I will say about Alex that um, I will say he is more than any other student that I have ever worked with, and I've worked with a lot of them. He is the one by far that asked me, all the time when we're working together is there anything i need to do is there anything you need help with or anything like that and that to me shows me that alex cares and alex wants to do such a good job and wants to succeed in this and i've said from the very beginning uh when you started working with us especially more so that you were going to make it. You were one of the ones that were going to make it in this industry. And that's because it has 100% to do with your attitude. And that is more important and, and so important that I, I can't even stress it enough is to, you know, to be humble, but also to be confident at the same time. So that's pretty much the advice that I have. Yeah, it's, it's so funny for me to sit here um I keep thinking about as you guys were talking the first time I met Alex <laughs> um Alex was in high school the first time I met him and I remember saying to him you know I I saw that in him too at that point just after a short conversation with him that I I really thought he could make it in this industry and I remember saying to him please come to WVU so that we can train you on replay so that Shaq and I can work less, which I don't think happened. <laughs> um, Alex did grow and learn, um, but I think Shaq and I still had to work just as much, um, which is fine. But I think it's it's so cool to for me 
um, to have been able to see Alex grow from a junior in high school until now, um, getting ready to take on his first job. You know, for anybody that that is interested in working in sports media, WVU has really done a great job in recent years to open up um, opportunities for freshmen. And I really don't think it's too early to get involved. You know, my biggest regret is not getting involved sooner um, when I was in college. And I, I think there's definitely so much more opportunity to grow and thrive when you start working in these capacities as a freshman, um, at least from the understanding and the knowledge perspective. Um, but also just as, you know, growing and getting better um, and having more and more opportunities um, when you do get into your junior and senior year because of the the foundation that you're laying in your yeah in if your I can touch on that a little bit I remember big reason I came to WV was because of the opportunities that I was able to have as a freshman I, I toured remember touring a baseball game with my dad and going into the baseball control room and seeing everything that WVU does and just being blown away by it um my dad obviously had no clue what any of this meant but all he saw was that I was very excited about the opportunity um <laughs> But the opportunities at WVU as a freshman are incredible, and I highly encourage everybody to take advantage of it. Even if you don't, even if you're not sure if you want to go in the sports industry, there have been countless times where um, I was either a sophomore or junior, and someone who's either junior or senior, they're older than I am, or they're a graduate student. They assume that I'm either a senior or someone who's working full time with WVU just because of everything that I've learned to do. Um, but that that just goes back to the mm-hmm. thing of don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to put your best foot forward because you never know what you can do. Shaq mentioned I started out on camera my freshman year. Sophomore year, I was doing replay and directing. The only sophomore director I, that I've heard of ever at WVU. But that that's not just because it's me. It's because I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to always put in the extra time, the late nights, the early mornings. So I cannot stress that enough for people coming in and trying to get into this industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to add or touch on? Things that I didn't think to ask you? Anything else you want to say? Work hard. That's can't stress that <laughs> enough. Just work hard. Uh, I, I would say the the only thing that I would like to add is basically the industry, because we've because I've seen a lot of different changes. It doesn't mean that the industry is going to stay exactly the same way. Um, Mm-hmm. as it is now or was before obviously it changes everything changes you have to adapt and survive to those changes and you do that with a good attitude and being good and skilled at what you do and you know if you are those and you stay humble and everything like that then you know things are going to come your way and you know just stick with it yeah Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys and your time and your insights. Um, so thank you so much for talking to us today. And um, hopefully I'll yeah, see you guys you rather me. than later. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about freelancing, please continue to follow our series. We're going to have a few podcasts coming up in the near future that talk a little more about different sectors of the freelance industry outside of just sports. You can also always reach out to me via email at wgodwin, G-O-D-W-I-N, at mail.wvu.edu. That's going to do it for Read Talk today. Stay tuned for next time.